This episode is brought to you by the Living by the Indwelling Life of Christ Discipleship Course. This course is all audio, and it comes with a digital workbook, plus two bonus books that you can only get by signing up for the course. The course gives you a practical look at how to apply Paul's words in Galatians 2.20. It is not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Yes, but how? How do we practically live by divine life, the life of Christ that indwells us? This is what the course explores. Over 2,000 people from all over the world have taken it. You have it for life, and you take it at your own pace. If you're interested, go to thedeeperjourney.com. That's thedeeperjourney.com. You can check out free samples there also. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the Christ is All podcast. A hearty hello and a high old silver to you. Today I want to talk about rejection, handling it, and the power of resilience. Now, there's an article on my blog that I recently wrote. It's called, I Don't Fit Into the Club, and I would encourage you to read it. Just go to my blog, frankviola.org, look at the articles section, Now, to illustrate my point, I'm going to tell you the story of how my signature book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, came into being. And let me tell you, it was not an easy task. To my knowledge, I only shared this story once, but I'm going to tell it again, this time publicly. And I'm going to make some points that I hope will encourage you and give you strength and insight into your own situations. Now, I originally contracted the book Insurgents with a publisher over a three-year period of time. We signed the contract, an advance was given, half of the advance. That's typically what publishers do today. They give you half the advance, and then when you turn in the manuscript, they give you the other half. And the publisher was excited about the whole concept. But after that three-year period of time, another king had arisen who knew not Joseph, meaning another publisher had taken the previous publisher's place, and the new publisher had never heard of Frank Viola and never read one word that I had written. He knew nothing about my previous work. And when he looked at the manuscript that I had turned in, the one I contracted on, he flat out rejected it. He didn't like the fact that I wrote the chapters extremely short, which was intentional. He said that there were things in the book that he could not publish. They were too controversial. He didn't like that it was broken up into six parts. And so we had multiple conversations on the phone and over email. And he basically said, you have to rewrite the book or else we will not publish it. To which I responded, I'm not going to do that. And I rolled the dice hoping for a good end. And I was even willing to self-publish the book. Although I did not want to do that for various reasons. So some time went on and this publisher did something gracious. And I see the hand of God behind it. He said, look, we will release you from your contract. You can keep your advance, but we're not going to pay you the second part of the advance for turning in the manuscript. We will make you a free agent, and you can go ahead and find another publisher. (laughs) 
and I rejoiced. Not only did he release me from the contract, but I didn't have to pay back the advance. And that is unheard of in the publishing world. My literary agent said he was stunned by that. But I am so thankful to the Lord. <laughs> I did not want to turn back that advance if I didn't have to. I had already used up that money, so I would have had to cough it up <laughs> somewhere, somehow. But it turned out to be a huge blessing because not only did I not have to pay back the advance, but I was now a free agent. I could play for the New York Yankees now if I wanted. <laughs> if they signed me, I could find another team to hit for. So I spoke to my agent and he made a list of publishers that he thought it would be good to pitch the book to. And as I recall, there was a total of seven of them. And to make a long story short, five of them rejected the book one by one for the same reasons the original publisher I contracted with rejected it. And they were consecutive rejections. And I got to the point where I started to doubt my abilities as a writer. I had thoughts like, well, my time as a published author is over. I'm going to have to self-publish my own books now. The door has closed. This chapter in my life is done. Maybe I don't have my curveball or slider anymore. And I battled with discouragement. I battled with doubt. But I kept it before the Lord, trusting that he was going to make a way. Because I really did not want to self-publish this book. When I had the idea of the book Insurgents, I had the cover in my mind with colors and all. Black, red, white. I saw the whole thing in my head. And it was not easy to write. There is so much in it, even though it's an easy read because the chapters are short. But there was so much content, we had to put extra chapters that wouldn't fit into the book on the book website which uh, you can find inside the book itself. I wonder how many people actually go to the website and read those extra chapters, but they're important, just in case you have the book and haven't done that. Anyway, it was a big battle, and something happened. One day, my agent received an email from one of the largest publishing houses in the world, and they wanted the book, and they made an offer that was better, much better, than the original contract I had signed. And it reminded me of the statement in Hebrews, he takes away that he might establish. And the second is always better than the first. And I was ecstatic, so grateful to see the Lord's hand there. And a few days later, another publisher, a major publisher, made an offer as well. And both publishers wanted to lock me into a multi-book deal. So they didn't just want Insurgents, they wanted some other books also. Which is every author's and every literary agent's dream to have a multi-book deal. And so this turned into a bidding war between the two publishers. And finally, I went with the publisher that ended up putting out Insurgents. They had also published The Day I Met Jesus previous to that, and they published the book Regrace, What the Shocking Beliefs of the Great Christians Can Teach Us Today. And what began as failure and rejection 
ended up turning into triumph and victory and celebration. And the lesson for you and for every person listening to this is to learn how to reframe rejection. Never accept rejection at face value. Keep your head in the game. Trust the Lord that he's going to make a way. It may not be the way you expect, but the way that the Lord operates when we trust him is so often to exceed that which we can think or imagine. And this was the case in the illustration that I just shared with you. Now, the ability to reframe rejection is not our default. It's a skill that we acquire and we cultivate. The Lord often deprives us of what we want or expect in order to give us what we need. Our rejections and failures, I have found, most often, give us a hundred times that which is positive on the flip side. The key to resilience, therefore, is to ask the question, how can I receive this rejection or this failure as a gift? What opportunity does this make possible? And sometimes we'll be able to answer that question within a week or two. Other times it comes later. But wrapped inside every failure, every rejection, every frustration is something positive for the believer, even beyond what we expect or wanted to happen in the first place. The fact that the first publisher that I contracted with rejected my book made possible the offers that I ended up receiving and the new publisher I ended up going with. And so when we talk about reframing rejection, here are some more examples. Usually when we hear no, someone declines an offer or an opportunity that we put in front of them, we're conditioned to interpret that no to be, you're not good enough. Your work is not valuable. You're kidding yourself. It's not as good as you think. You don't have the ability, etc., etc. But what if no really means, I'm distracted right now. I can't pay attention to this. What if no really means, I'm not ready in my life to handle this right now. What if no really means, I'm traditionally minded and this is so far outside the box that I can't handle it. I can't even understand it. Brothers and sisters, there are ways to reframe rejection and most of the time, those reframings are accurate. But the point is, that with the Lord, he often takes away the first to establish the second. And the second is always better. I delivered a message on that very scripture in Hebrews. He takes away to establish, and it's on this podcast. So you can search it on your podcast app. I'd encourage you to put it side by side with this particular episode. But the illustration of how the book Insurgents came to be published is just one example. Now, for those of you who have gotten the book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, I appreciate it very much. Of course, there's a podcast that goes with it, the Insurgents podcast, where I have conversation partners for virtually each episode, and it's a supplement to the book. They both work together. God bless. I'll see you over on the blog. I write every Thursday a fresh article, and certainly in the next episode of the Christ is All podcast. 
Hey guys, this is a postscript just before you head out and we part ways. I have created a bundle of free resources. This would include my other podcasts, the YouTube channel, several free ebooks, free seminars, and other free resources. And you can find all of that at frankviola.com. And if you go to frankvella.com, you will see in the top menu a link that says free stuff. You just click on that and you will be taken to the free resources page. Also, a number of you have asked if you could donate to help defray the costs of the podcasts and also to express appreciation for the value that you've been receiving. You're under no obligation to donate. I don't ask for donations, but should you have it on your heart to do so, you can go to Frank Viola. .us. That's frankviola.us, and that will take you to a donate page. There's three different options you can use to donate, all of them simple. Thank you very much, and God bless.